Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Hello Governor the Podcast. I'm Abdullah, and with me as always... Judge Dredd? <laughs> Close, but... <clears throat> My sound wave? <laughs> nope. Damn it, I'm not Johnny Test, am I? That'll really piss me off. Oh, don't mention that show. Don't, don't fucking mention that show. That name... Oh... <laughs> Oh, no, 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 you're duck funny. You're duck funny. So, Doug, how you been? Oh, uh, great. I wish I could sing the rest of the song, but Disney would sue me with copyright. <laughs> no, but seriously, as always with me, is my lovable co-host, Xavier. <laughs> Can't get rid of me. I'm like a virus. <laughs> yep. Might as well just keep him around, because he at least shows up to these recordings, unlike the other people. Oh, snap. No, he didn't. <laughs> anyway, Xavier, got a question for you. Should you pre-order games? Uh, it depends on what the game is. Because, I, the, the reason I asked you this is because Aliens Colonial Marines, a game that has gotten shit reviews, been torn by everyone in the media... And a lot of people were blaming it for the fact that they had pretty Gearbox pretty much lied when they showed the demo because the demo that they showed was actually polished, was actually finished, and someone did a comparison of the final product and the demo, and you could see the difference between the the final product and and the demo, <coughs> and it it, um, it, it go sorry. on no uh, um uh, and. It's amazing because these people pretty much – again, like I understand. Companies make money. They need to make money. And they're like, oh, you know, you can pre-order this and you know, they, they've shown us all these trailers and all this stuff. And they're like, you, if you pre-order now, you can get this stuff. And for a while, it was like one of the top sellers on Steam. And then when it finally came out, it got shit reviews and it's now like not even in the top sellers anymore. And that begs the question of – should we pre- should we actually pre-order games or should we just wait for them to come out? Because I don't pre-order games. I just wait for them to come out. I'm trying to save money. I mean, the economy is bad. It really is hard to keep up with, with money nowadays. And, you know, the, the you know, it... Uh, nah. I mean, I don't want to... <laughs> point. My, my point is, I don't want to end up playing for DLC that I know is going to be out in, like, eight months' time. I... I, um, I'm more of like a swag whore, so if like you say pre-order, I'm like, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence, but you say it comes with the free t-shirt and a bandana so you can be all ghetto, I'll be like, fuck yeah! <laughs> Hardest kid in Silicon Valley, what up? Yeah, but that's the thing, it's like they're pay- you're paying a lot of money for something that's going to be out for like what, two months, two to three months time? Well, the game itself is like I could be either hit or miss because a lot of the time I uh, I do my research on games. I like a lot of the stuff I pre-order anyway, so <clears throat> it's usually from companies that have a good track record with their product. However, since uh, Colonial Marines came from Gearbox, the same guys who did uh, the recent Duke Nukem game, that's what would make me suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Because no, but 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 here's the thing: like a, a lot of people did a lot of research on it, and they discovered that there were like ten other development teams working on this game, and it it begs the question: Did Gearbox really do anything other than publish this? Well, Gearbox, like you know, they inherited the mess that was the last Duke Nukem game, so I can understand why there were problems with it right from the get go. So I was like, I can forget that. At least you know. They inherited a hot mess, and they have to make something out of it. And they're, you know, they said, "No problem, we're going to slap a date on it." And that's when it's going to be ready. So when it didn't pan out really good, I was like, "I don't blame them." You know, they at least tried. They they tried to manage this the best they could, and it just didn't work out. But now that it's the same company doing a second game, and it's the same problem, it's just like this is nothing like what we were promised. Now I'm having suspicions about the company itself. And that's what would stop me from pre-ordering. It's just like, hey, guess what? Uh, if you're really into this next hot, uh, really cool first-person shooter where uh, it's all glue guns and paintballs, uh, you're going to love it. And it's like, well, it looks cool. 
By the way, it's from Gearbox. Nope. Putting it down, stepping away. No, but, I mean, Gearbox, okay, fine. They only made, like, one good game series, and that was the Borderlands series, and that was the only thing decent I can think that they made that has gotten critical acclaim. But, like, even then, like, I understand that it's it's always hard getting a mess, like Duke Nukem and Aliens, Colonial Marines, like a game that apparently has been worked on for, like, what, six years now? I didn't even know this, that the, that the game was originally going to come out in 2001, mm-hmm. and and um, I don't know, the studio that was doing it went belly up or something, I don't know, but I understand the pressure that that um, that comes with that, but when you blatantly show demo footage that looks amazing, and then when the final product comes out and people play it, it looks absolutely nothing like the demo footage you showed. False advertising. You can sue yeah. for that. Yes. <laughs> it, it really is like false advertising. It's like... It exactly is false advertising. If you're... It is. It is. It is. I'm not, I'm not like... I'm trying to sugarcoat the thing, but it is, it is false advertising because I'm trying to see why I'm like... I'm trying to meet... I'm trying to meet the company halfway here, but... I really cannot think of it. I I understand why they did. You know, they need to get people hyped up to buy it to pre-order the game and and all that stuff. But honestly, it's still false advertising. Same thing with Duke Nukem. I mean, they showed a uh, the tr- a, a demo at like what some some conference, and they showed a demo for it, and the, that demo actually had decent controls compared to the final product. So. <clears throat> I, I'm starting to question. I'm starting to question them. I'm starting to question if they did Borderlands at all. So, it's it's shifty business. This is something like if someone put their mind to it and said, you know what, I should sue. I would at least get you know my fifty bucks back or sixty bucks at this point. Oh, they can at least do that. Especially like that's the, that's the reason why I'm I, I think people shouldn't pre-order is like you're paying extra money for something that is just worthless like a T-shirt an extra skin come on like well, that's for, not no I understand but I'm I'm really into my gaming there's a lot of the times it's like eh, I'm not really into the extra you know weapons or accessory packs that you're offering I'm not really such a hardcore gamer I'm kind of a guy who, who picks up the game for a while, like, I'll pick it up for ten minutes, maybe an hour, especially if it's, like, a when a, a Nintendo DS game. I love my Nintendo DS games. But if it's, like, a console game, I'm gonna come back and forth to it a lot of the time. So pre-ordering really comes down to the fact as someone who's also a toy reviewer, let's get that out there because a lot of people don't probably know that about me, but I also do toy reviews on YouTube, nerding it up to the tenth power. If it's something really cool, like you're saying, hey, Assassin's Creed 3 comes with a limited edition replica gauntlet with actual working plastic blade, it's like, eh, you know what? I could use a back scratcher. <laughs> well, but that's like a collector's edition. Like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, pre-ordering stuff and you only get, like, stuff that's in the game. That's that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like something like replicas and collector's editions and statues. But that's definitely what pre-ordering is. It's putting down money for extra content, and that's that counts as extra content. Yeah, but but like still, like most of that, I understand people like pre-ordering collector's editions, but for like ordering the game, and uh, I don't understand like people or pre-ordering from GameStop because GameStop is like, oh, you can get. Bayonetta, Anarchy Reigns. If you or if you if you pre-order, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's gonna be DLC in like what eight months time when people stop playing the game and Sega realizes that they need to milk more money out of it, and you know they're like, oh, Bayonetta, yeah. you can buy her off, uh, fucking wherever. I mean, Mortal Kombat 2011 did this as well, where it's like if you pre-order, I remember if you pre-ordered for GameStop, you get all the old school. Uh, skins for the characters and their old school fatalities. And, again, if you were a patient little boy, you got that stuff for free. You didn't even have to pay for it. So, if you, if, like, you pre-ordered Mortal Kombat back when it first came out, just to get that extra content, then you're a fucking idiot, because that content was released free of charge. I can understand stuff like, well, it's only going to be available for, like, 
a limited time because I remember when what was it Call of Duty like Nuketown something or other came out. They said pre-order now and get exclusive access to one of the the maps that was called Nuketown 2025. And Nuketown was really cool because it came with a lot of cool little Easter eggs. Like if you completed a certain task, you were able to go to this giant TV within the map and play old Activision games. That was really cool. And people found out about that right away, even before the game launched. Or no, uh, after the game launched. And they started to want to get onto the map. But the thing that wasn't told, and this is another bullshit move, is that the pre-order for uh, Nuketown was exclusive for three months, and then it would go away. So if you didn't pre-order ever, you weren't going to get access to the map later, and it caused them... Well, I, I did actually get I, I did actually get access to it, but I think it was like for a limited time offer type thing, because I bought a, a new copy of... Black Ops 2 on PS3 and it had the code for Nuketown and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I think that's bullshit as well. Like for a limited time, you can you know buy this, buy this thing, buy it new, you know, and it's only going to be available th- for three months. So if you don't buy it now, it's going to be like a limited offer. That's bullshit. Same thing Arkham City did with Catwoman. Uh, that really pissed me off. It's like they advertised Catwoman as uh, as a story as a story thing, but then when the game comes out, it's like, oh, wait, you want Catwoman? You either pay for her through PSN or Xbox Live, yeah. or you buy the game new to get the code, and that's just horseshit. That is fucking horseshit. Like, I know, the, the micromanaging ways to save money is blah. It's, it's a real turnoff. Yeah, I mean, especially with Catwoman, because she was actually a part of the, that fucking game. Half the fucking game's content was locked out, and you know, the only way to get it was either to pay to pay ten dollars for it on on whatever, or buy the game new. So that that was really bullshit. Even though they advertised her as a, a part of the game, as a playable character, they didn't advertise her as a DLC. Yeah, no, I know, I understand because I bought I bought uh, again I bought the collection edition of the game. <clears throat> and I really just wanted it because it's like, oh, it comes with a really badass black and white statue of Batman, right? And it was like, that's so cool. I want that. And so I played the game, and then I noticed <clears throat> when I got it out, it had all the codes, and it says, enter this code to get access to the Wonder Woman, or Wonder Woman, the Catwoman content. And I'm like, wasn't this supposed to be part of the game anyway? Yes. <laughs> and not to mention, like, it, just, it was just a waste of fucking time. It's like, what is the point of this? And once again, if you didn't, and, and 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 if you were patient, and and here's what pisses me off as well. It's like, okay, the game's been out for a few, for a, for like a year, and they come out with a, a, a new DLC, which is Harley Quinn's Revenge, and they're like, well, you can buy this cheaply for you know for ten bucks on on wherever. But if you don't have the game, don't worry, we'll make an extra an extra game of the year edition version mm-hmm. of it. And it just, that's just really stupid. That's just really, really dumb. I, I don't like it when, when video games re-release, re-release the same fucking game, but with all the DLC on it, just to boost sales. It's like, oh my god, this game sold really well. Uh, make new DLC for it, and you know we'll charge it with the with the uh, with uh, the game of the year edition. Which is just stupid. I remember they did this as well with uh, what was it, Arkham Asylum, when they re-released the game in 3D. Yeah. God, that's really fucking stupid. <laughs> also, like, you the... can play this game in 3D now. Ooh. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, also what they did for the Wii U release, where they said it's the Armored Edition, and everyone has tasers built into their costumes. And Batman looks like he he's on fucking steroids. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, and Catwoman's cleavage is nowhere to be seen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. It's meshed over, isn't it? Yep. (laughs) Because, you know, God forbid, you know. Uh, Wonderful Wii U. Supposed to be the next console in the next generation, but, you know, its graphics have to be dumbed down because it can't handle... Actually, it looks pretty sharp sometimes. What games are you thinking of? I don't know, like some Zombie U. That's the best example. The game looked like crap. <laughs> the graphics look, you know, pretty 
consistent for that one. Although I don't have a Wii U, I don't know if I'll ever get a Wii U. But you know, the graphics the graphics engines are pretty okay. Yeah, for for a Wii game, I guess. I mean, well, I guess this makes up for the the whole Wii not having HD capability, even though the Xbox and the Xbox 360 and PS3 did. So no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Pre-ordering. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Boiling it down. Uh, Pre-ordering for me, it's it's cool. Depending because I still do it. I'm actually doing it right now. I got uh, Bioshock Infinite coming out next month. I pre-ordered the hell out of that so that way I could get that awesome statue that's coming with it. Uh, a lot of the. Where do you have the money for to pre-order these the collector's edition? That's my question. Oh, it's just you know <laughs> extending it out because I found out about the pre-order six months ago. So like you know when I was looking at demos of the game and they said it's coming out February and it's going to be you know a really cool game. Look at this tech demo. Look what we're able to do. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to pre-order. So I went to GameStop and I said, I'd like to pre-order. And I didn't put money down right away. I just extended it out. I do it like 10 bucks every two weeks. So that's how I'm able to do it. Oh, well, you lucky bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. You, you, you were no. saying something before, before I interrupted you rudely. <laughs> you rude, rude mother... I'm fine. That's it. I just, like, I really extended out long ways. It was the same with, uh, which I'm really regretting right now, is uh, Mass Effect N7. <laughs> well, it is a nice box. It does come in a nice box. Patch is nice for that. it. I can give that nice, you know. It comes in a nice box, and you did get that fucking Prothean DLC. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's another bull. Don't even get me started on EA with their fucking pre-order bullshit for Mass for the Mass Effect games. <laughs> what was it we were talking about last week? Uh, Ashura's Wrath and the true ending that they. Oh, oh yes, yes, that was awful. That was fucking awful. Or Marvel vs. Capcom policy of locking the disc with all the content already on it. Oh yeah, that's that really bad. <laughs> Oh, not to mention Capcom, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, the the characters are already there, but, you know, they're like, oh, pay us 13 bucks for them, and all the costumes and all that other shit. Right. Again, content lock, and it's like, I'm not even fucking bothering with that game. Oh, and Dead Space 3. <laughs> you know, game comes out, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm on the shelf about it, I don't know, I mean, it is EA. Uh, one day, one day after release, they announced Day 1 DLC. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and I said to myself, "Wow, I was this close, this close to paying money for for Dead Space 3, but uh I saw I saw the fact that they did uh day 1 DLC for it and I said no. I'm ooh, sounds like a party back there. Yeah, well, ignore the thing back there. <laughs> just just, just, just keep going, just keep going. <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, I watched the uh, I watched uh, the game Grumps play the demo for Dead Space Three, and I was like, this this ain't bad. It's set on the ice world Hoth, but uh, I'm I don't think I want to play this. Have you seen the gun gun mechanics for that game? Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> Where to God, you have no idea what what the hell you're doing. You have to be an actual gunsmith to understand any of that. You have to be like a futurist uh, gunsmith, like Warren Ellis level futurist. Yeah, I, I, I swear to God, I saw someone play the demo, and they had fucked up royally with the gun, with the gun thing when they when they made a gun, and in the demo there's this giant spider that comes out, and you know you have to kill it, and they the guy couldn't kill it because he stupidly enough uh, uh, replaced his plasma cutter, which is the main gun in the game, mm-hmm. with with the with the with the stupid fucking gun that he fucked up with and he couldn't kill this monster. So it was <laughs> hilarious. And he kept dying over and over again. And they had to restart the checkpoint just to just to just to undo the mistake. <laughs> oh god. No. Not gonna work. But yeah, final thoughts on pre ordering. Should people do it or should people like 
I'm going to say pre-order is as long as you are, you know, cool with the game. If you're if you're into that sort of thing, like bonus content, like I am. Uh, but be wary who the company is. That's all I'm going to say because it's like at this point, Gearbox is really starting to run themselves into the ground. They're turning into oh, other Square that, units. That well, they're turning into they're slowly turning into EA, isn't it? <laughs> EA is at least still, from what I understand, they're still financially secure because of all their Call of Duty licenses, but Square Enix is in the red now. Uh, no, no, no. EA owns Battlefields. Sorry. Oh, no. Is, Battle- Battle- oh, is it Battlefields? Yeah, they own Battlefields. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dice. Not... Oh, yeah. Dice in the first person. I'm curious to see how uh, Dragon Age 3 looks like with the Frostbite engine. I'm curious with that. Mm. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> sorry, uh, pre-ordering. Yeah, um, I think that um, if you like really want something like the collector's edition, then you should go for it. And if you, ha- I mean, if you have the money, you should go for it. But like Xavier said, be wary of the company. If it's like Gearbox or EA or say uh, Capcom you know, with their fucking policy of holding back content. Oh God, Capcom or. EA or Activision or whoever else, just be wary of the company okay. or Square Enix. Square Enix, they're in the red, and their Final Fantasy games are just like one after another. It's all about making another sequel to Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh yeah, they said that they didn't care about any any of the other sequels except Thirteen now. So there you go. Yeah, hell. Nice to give nice to give your fans a middle finger. And I know I know my friend Tom is a big Kingdom Hearts fan, and he's been crying to me about uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 for God knows how long. Oh yeah, Tetsuya Nomura said he was going to start Kingdom Hearts 3 after he finished the next 13 game. But then they next, they announced the next 13 game. Lightning returned. It's like, yes, because he, Final Fantasy 13 X2 sold so well that they had to make a sequel where Lightning is the main character again. Tom, buddy. Tom, I feel your pain. I want to see Kingdom Hearts 3, and I've been waiting since PlayStation 2 for that shit. <laughs> but you get the, the Kingdom Hearts HD collection. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't even care about Kingdom Hearts. I'm just, like, rubbing it in. It's, <laughs> it's so childlike, innocent, and sweet, and awesome. But you did get Epic Mickey, Mickey 2. <laughs> I never played it. I never played which, Epic Mickey. Which is a piece of crap. <laughs> Seemed like an interesting concept. It, it, I, from what I heard, it was just poorly executed. Yeah. Well. Anyway, like I said, pre-ordering. If you if you have the money, go for it. But be wary of the company. That's all. And with that, we move on to our next subject: Transformers Prime season four, or three. is it maybe season three, season four? What's going to happen <clears throat> to Transformers Prime? I'm interested. It's going to go oh. Beast Hunters. <laughs> I don't know what Hasbro is doing with, with uh, Transformers Prime. Like It's like, oh, Beast Hunters is the, new, is, the, is the relaunch of the series. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's only going to last for, like, what, 16 episodes? Okay. And that's, that's okay. And they don't know what's going to happen after that. It's like, is it going to be a miniseries that's going to follow after that? Are we going to get a season four? I don't know. I I'm think it's like, just the standard shelf life of... Transformers TV brands, because I'm hard-pressed to think of a Transformers brand that made it to, like, season five. I think they've all pretty much just been, you know, uh, trilogies. Even Generation <laughs> 1 was three seasons. It was three point no, that, was, that, that was three, three, uh, four seasons. <clears throat> Are you well, talking about you when it went to head? Well, I, uh, I don't know if Rebirth counts as a season. Uh, I think that's more of a miniseries, but they count it as a season, so I'm counting that as season four. So yeah, um, I think the uh, the Japanese spinoffs are more original because they were like, "Hey, uh, he never died. He turned into a Mack truck again, and he uh, he teamed up with a, a blonde girl, and they fought giant robots." Yeah, and they did that for like five seasons, as I recall, and then. You know, they did the horrible Unicron trilogy, and then after that, they... they oh, don't, mention, don't mention that. That, that. that did not exist. Fuck you, that never happened. Hey, the products were awesome. The toys were great, but the, the show was just awful. Energon. Oh, God. 
Oh God, Enter John. <laughs> that show, that show is just a piece of shit that's just not worth anything. Hmm. <laughs> yep. And Cybertron was not any better. Uh, <laughs> the only decent one was Armada, but that was only towards the end. That that uh that was a whole lot of shit, especially with like. I think there was like seven episodes de- dedicated to one race. Oh God, was there? I don't remember. There is a. I, it might have been Cybertron, but they had a. They had a, a planet they had to visit called Velocitron, and they had to acquire one of the planet keys. And to do that, they had to win a race because it was the prize, right? And they're like, "Well, we're Autobots, and we're going to play by the rules." So they spent seven episodes going through one race to finally win the key. Wow, really? Dragon Ball Z style, dragging it out. Yeah, you couldn't, like, just take the the key? You know, you're giant fucking robots. You couldn't just, like, walk in and just take the key? Well, they were also giant robots. Still, you know, Autobots versus Decepticons. It's in the fucking theme song. I know. I think the bullshit thing, though, was it actually did go Dragon Ball Z with uh, Starscream like acquiring godlike powers, and he and Megatron duking it out in the skies, yelling and screaming. Ah, yes, Megatron. I sound like a Vegeta ripoff now. And, they, and when they powered up, these huge orbs of power surrounded them. Oh, God, I remember this. <laughs> I remember this, where Starscream became a giant, and... Oh, God, I fucking hate this. Where... It's Megatron Galvatron, Megatron Galvatron, Megatron Galvatron dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just. I, I'm sorry, but like changing the color of 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 your paint job does not mean mean you're a different character. I'm sorry. That that's just really stupid. What about uh, robots in disguise, where the Autobots had different color schemes that meant they were more powerful? But uh, this was this was on like. The weekends and stuff, or um, what is it? Uh, well, anyway, it was just another one of those RAD brands, and they screamed and they did they did the power up poses to change color to mean they were more powerful. Well, RAD was more of a uh, parody of a Transformer show than an actual Transformer show. It was an actual Transformer show, but it felt like a parody, didn't it? With with this with the stupid crap and, and Skybite and no, it was it was deadly serious. It was deadly serious. Really? Yeah. Okay, in Japan that makes sense well, because they they like this weird shit. But in I'm judging it on the dub, and then the, in the dub, like, and you can tell like the dub actors were having a piss take with it. Um. Uh, yeah. More than likely, considering what they had to work with. <laughs> and and it was still better than animated. Yes, I said it. It was still better than animated. Uh, no, you are you are, you are cruising for a bruising predator. <laughs> I, look, here's the thing with animated: first season okay, second season garbage, third season finally got good, and then it ended. Well, it had to. They had to do the next one, Prime. Yeah, I know. Well, it got canceled because you know Hasbro was like, oh, you know. These Transformers Prime toys should uh, not Transformers Prime. These Transformers uh, animated sh- uh, shit uh, toys aren't selling, so we're gonna take out. We're gonna cancel them. We're gonna discontinue them, and we're gonna make way for Revenge of the Fallen. That was their reason for canceling uh, Are animated. Sure, Revenge of the Fallen and not Dark of the Moon. Revenge of the Fallen. This was like 2009. Yeah, and that was already on the air at the same time. Or I mean, it was already out in theaters at the same time. This was on the air. Yeah, but like that, they discontinued. They canceled the show and they discontinued the toy line to make way for Dark uh, Revenge of the Fallen at the time. <clears throat> mm, let's see. The movie came out first, two thousand seven. Animated came out the following year. It had its product. Revenge of the Fallen happened. It had its big push. But at the same time, after it, the summer, it still had uh, animated. Still had product coming out. Well, not really. They did. The reason they had products coming out was because people bitched and moaned. Because here's what Hasbro did: at a bot, at a at a botcon, they showed all these products like uh, Ironhide, Bumble, uh, Wasp, which is a repaint of Bumblebee, um, RC, all, all these other 
products that they were going to release. Blackout, you know. And they said we were going to release these. And they were really strict about them because uh, they, they didn't allow people to, to take pictures of them. And they said these these are the next products. But then Revenge of the Fallen came out and they're like, uh, yeah, well, you know, movie, much more money to sell. You know, we can sell more more toys with the movie because the, it's a movie and it's not a fucking TV show. And so they can't tell. So they discontinued the toy line, even though even though they showed the toys. And some of the toys, I think the only toys that survived as Toys R Us exclusives were Rodimus, RC, and Cybertronian, Ironhide, and Ratchet. Those were the only toys that survived the chopping block. What was the point of this again? That animated is stupid. No, you are. <laughs> no, I'm just making a point that Hasbro makes bad businesses they do entirely you don't you don't need to i don't need to tell you that and and back to my point is i'm scared for prime i really am because i like this show i think it's great i think it's one of the best tf shows in a in a long while and i i don't want i don't want hasbro to fuck it up i really don't i really don't want them to to have beast hunters and then it ends on a cliffhanger and then it's never resolved and um from the from the sound of it, I don't think it'll go much further than this. I mean, the shelf life of these shows are really, really short, like two, three years, and then they move on to something else. So at this point, it's probably going to be hell. I think the only place it can go from here is another live action series. Well, they are making another fucking trilogy of live action movies, which oh no, I know Bay's working on the new trilogy. I mean, like an actual, you know, new uh, new series, but it's all live action. Like, I don't know, Power Rangers or something. Giant suits. <laughs> Dude, Hasbro's already struggling enough with, with keeping the money for, for a 3D animated show. So how do you think they're going to do with live action? Answer, they can't. <clears throat> it's cheaper. That's pretty damn sure. I'm I know assuming. it's cheap. I know, I, I know it's cheap because like with 3D animation, it takes for, forever to, to complete. But for God's sakes, I mean, if... if if like TMNT can have a 3D animated show and have and have the characters' animations be fluid as as they are in that show, then there's no excuse. There really isn't. <clears throat> I'm weary of TMNT. It's uh, it's it doesn't feel the same as the old shows. Oh, I, you're not alone. I think the show's pretty average. It's not. It's not good. It's not bad. It's pretty average. I. I don't. I want to like it. I really do. I've watched like all the episodes. I'm trying my best to like it. I'm trying to 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 see what what the big deal is. But I just I'm like, eh. You know, it took takes them like what nine episodes until Shredder shows up. Uh, they do okay storytelling wise, but they they just bog you down in so many goofy graphics and like flashes and everything, and it's like this is too much for a half hour animated show. Yeah, and plus like it, it the storyline moves at a snail's pace. I mean, Shredder doesn't confront it, confront the turtles into like what the ninth or tenth uh, tenth episode. I caught Christ. the pilot. I mean, I thought they were you know I thought they did some things pretty okay. Like for a new series, they said, hey, this is the first time the turtles try pizza, and I was like, oh okay, that's pretty nice. Hey, April O'Neil is thirteen, and I'm like, no, no. Oh, she's useless. Like, okay, like you can argue that okay, April in the original series just did nothing but be a uh, damsel in distress, but goddamn it, she was determined with her job. Here it's like <laughs> plus I'm the banana gonna... suit. Yeah, yeah, but 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 here's the thing. Here's what I love about old school April O'Neil. She's actually determined to to, to get the to get uh news story because she cares about her job here it's like okay her father's kidnapped I'm, I'm not gonna stop until I'm I find him but in other episodes she barely shows up and she in episodes you see her just sitting there in the sewer hanging out with the guys and I'm like hello your father's been kidnapped by a bunch of aliens don't you care mm-hmm. can you can we give her a yellow jogging suit maybe Ew, gross. She's like, what, 16 years old? Gross. <laughs> Jogging suit, fool. That's, that's what all the Hanna-Barbera characters wore in the 70s that drove cars. 
I'm not a big fan of her design. I mean, I don't mind the outfit. I just, I don't mind. I don't. I hate the fact that she has a an oval shaped head. That's just <laughs> it's just weird, doesn't it? Looks weird. I would I would seriously just like wish she was this, still the reporter in the yellow banana suit. Still had what's her name Janine Melnitz or whoever her sidekick was, her frumpy friend. I, I just call her Velma because that's. She reminds me of Velma. <laughs> and I, I just wish like all the old crew from the from the uh, the TV station were there. You know, the one guy that was like uh, the who was he? He had like the the upper crust mm-hmm. type of attitude. He's just like oh, the the skinny guy with the pink shirt, and he's and like he, April. You gotta get the story. Where's that April? She's supposed to be here. <laughs> no, no, not the boss. It was it was some. It was like her rival at the newspaper or the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, O'Neill, yeah. you'll never get the story. Where's like, April? April? I can't believe you're going into the sewers. It's dirty down there. I loved her, boss, because, you know, give me a fat guy who yells at people. It's always funny. I'm sorry, it is always funny. It's just like, well, you want to get this job, blow me. Right, he was that type of guy. <laughs> yeah. And I swear to God, he was edgy. I'm, I mean... For a cartoon at that time, for them to actually say "diddly squat," that—that's just wow. That's pretty edgy. <laughs> wow, diddly squat. Wow, that's pretty edgy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and horrible joke fails. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not very good at comedy. I'm sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> That's what your mom said. That's what your mom said. <laughs> no, man, but I think, like, TMNT is pretty okay. I mean, it's harmless. I mean, if you can get past the fact that Jason Biggs is one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now, and every time... <laughs> no, seriously, he's Leonardo. I'm not joking. He is Leonardo. It's, it's funny to hear out loud, though. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's gonna fuck a pie, isn't he? He is, isn't he? And Sean Austin is Raphael, and I'm like, shouldn't you be going, uh, barking up Mr. Frodo? I like Raphael. He's always been my favorite turtle, so as long as they get the attitude down pat, it's, it's all, it's all gravy with me, and they, so far they've had the attitude down, or attitude down pat, especially, like, in the very beginning, where they had, um, had to decide who was going to be leader, and it was just like, it's between Raphael and Leonardo. And of course, these two are going to fight it out. That was, without a doubt, going to happen anyway. And, you know, I give it some credit. They got some real funny jokes in there. They got some good humor. I like how Splinter said, I have to meditate. Slams the door. Two seconds later, opens the door and goes, it's Leonardo. Slams the door again, opens the door and goes, no hard feelings. Slams the door again. I think one of my favorite jokes is a visual gag with... Raphael owning his own pet turtle. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. That's actually good, too. But I think my biggest pet peeve with the show is Michelangelo. You kidding? I I liked him better when he was called Beast Boy. <laughs> it's the same fucking voice. It's the same fucking character, okay? I'm not stupid. I'm not... I'm not fucking stupid. Hi, every time I hear his voice, I'm like, "Hi, Beast Boy, shouldn't you be going, going to bother Cyborg about some shit?" <laughs> oh, so it bothers you? You know who the voice actor is? Yeah, he's the same voice actor. Greg, Greg but is that is that the only thing that bothers you? Is knowing who the voice actor is? It's not that. It's just it's the same fucking character. He's the dumbass comedy relief, and I'm like, oh, he's but he's not funny. He's not entertaining. He's just there. <laughs> and yes. By far, the creepiest thing in the entire show, and I cannot believe that they actually got away with this, is Donatello's crush on April. I'm like, I know that they're, it's, they're playing it out as being charming, but come on, it's creepy. It, it's fucking creepy. It's, it's creepy. No argument. It's, really, it's, it's fucking creepy. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're a giant mutated turtle, and she's like, what, a 16-year-old girl? Right, if that... Like, come on. No. Just no. No. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to stop it, like, right there. That crushed just right into the ground, didn't it? <laughs> like, all I can think of is turtle rape. Yeah, the art is out there already. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, moving on. <laughs> Please. You like ponies, Xavier. Mm, they're pretty. Okay, here it is. I've been avoiding this issue for a while now. I said to myself I would never talk about this, but something happened that really annoyed me with this fandom. I already said that I didn't like it. Lay the groundwork. Tell us what you're talking about. Uh, season finale of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Third season finale. Spoiler alert, Twilight Sparkle becomes a princess. And a lot of people got pissed off for this. For I don't know why. It's like wasn't this the wasn't this what the entire series was was building up to her learning the power of friendship and to 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 learn her magic and or whatever bullshit and become a Jedi Knight. Well, is it wasn't the this, series finale I, or the season finale? Season finale, and that's what's weird about it. Okay, well, if, watch, if it's the season finale, that means they're going to do more with it, right? I don't know. I honestly don't know, but... Come but on, pony expert, pony it up. <laughs> fuck off. I, I don't even know. I don't even watch this show. I only watched, like, what, a couple episodes? I don't... I, I, I don't... only watched a couple episodes, bought the toys, joined the fandom, <laughs> the conventions, you know, just to check it out what it's all about. I hated it, especially having to go to the next con on the East Coast and pay, like, twice what I paid here. This is bullshit. I hate this oh. fandom. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> but my point is, like, I've never seen the fans go apeshit over something that's just so worthless. Well, actually, you've you've only stuck to the nerdist fandom of animation. You haven't ventured out into, like, other fandoms of, like... Oh, no, no, don't even get me started on the fucking Sonic fandom. Don't. Not Sonic fandom, but I'm talking about fandom, like, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Don't. That's another fucking story. Oh, God. Yes. Yes, because as we all know, wrestling was good in, in the Attitude Era, wasn't it? That's why you had fucking abortions and Mae Young giving birth to a fucking hand. Yeah. That's why we had characters like the Godfather. That's why we had... Val Venus. Fuck, yeah, Val Venus. I chop your wee-wee angle. Yeah, that was so... That was so great, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh my God, Shawn Michaels is humping, dry humping the the Canadian flag. That's just quality entertainment, right there. Christ, I'm sorry. Like most, okay. Attitude Era, Stone Cold, Mankind, Rock, Taker, great. Mo other stuff, shit. Just, oh, Gilbert, fucking Gilbert. <laughs> I forgot about him. Gilbert, the Blue Meanie. Fucking Trish Stratus and her and her father, <laughs> her father angle where his father her father was having an affair with one of the divas and he died, and he was getting married to one of the divas and it was just so fucking stupid. What was it? Uh, Gold Dust and what was it, Brian Young or something? Oh or, God! And he uh, he he won a match against Brian and said you have to keep wearing a dress until you lose. <laughs> and... And Goldust kept making sure that uh, Brian lost and had to keep wearing the dress. <laughs> and best era of wrestling ever, right? Awesome. God, this is just garbage. So, you, you know, you talk about, like, fandoms getting in an uproar. How about, to, to, uh, to, put, to put that into perspective, what about Stone Cold Steve Austin's heel turn when he fought The Rock for the title belt? Oh God! Well, wasn't that bad? Until the alliance angle came and the invasion, then they fucked it up royally. Or what about going further back than that? Even what about when WCW was still hot 
and I can pinpoint the exact oh, moment. Uh, fuck WCW. WCW can go burn in hell where it deserves because that company, I have no respect for that company. That company. It used to be good, but here's the thing. I can pinpoint the exact moment it took a downfall. It's when they were doing their NWO versus Wolfpack storyline. And it was really cool, right? Because NWO was the end-all, be-all of, like, ultimate power. And they were the bad guys. And you wanted to see them go down. And who was the only ones that could stand up to them? The Wolfpack. And then what happened, like, after two years? The Wolfpack re-teams up with NWO and becomes one single unit again. It's like, no! No! Oh, yes, with the finger poke of doom. Yeah! See, that company is just garbage. That Like, Hogan, Bischoff, Russo, it was just a giant battle of egos backstage. Not to mention Goldberg with his, like, baseball bat was right there. You're supposed to pick it up and, and, and you know, use it to, to, to smash the window. Mm-hmm. What, does the, what does the fucker do? Punches the window, injures himself while he was in the middle of this big push, kills all his momentum. Mm-hmm. Stupid shit. And, of course, I think the one thing I will never forgive WCW for is the Oklahoma character. I will never forgive them for that. Oklahoma character? You didn't know uh, the Oklahoma character? A a horrible parody of Jim Ross? Oh! I never knew about that. Yeah, yeah. That was a thing. He was a parody of Jim Ross. Like, he would come out dressed up as J.R., even mocking his Bell's palsy, and that's just something I, I oh, cannot... That's I, I will never forgive them for that. I I hate Ed Ferrara for that angle. I hate Vince Russo for coming up with that character. Just, I will never forgive them for that. I will never forgive them for that, because that's just disgusting. I, uh, I, I fucking hated them when they were... Start, the, real, uh, the point that really lost me is when they started making... Um, making it known that they were not a fan of this Attitude Era of wrestling, that they still wanted it to be classy, even though, you know, they had Hulk Hogan running around as the bad guy and everything. And they spoiled the end of a pay-per-view I hadn't seen yet, because back in the day, WCW was on East Coast time, so it would air three hours before uh, Raw would, and I would catch both shows. And the thing that they would do was sometimes... WCW commentators would talk about what happened at the WWF pay-per-views. And they spoiled the end of who won the title belt sequence for The Rock versus Mankind one year at, like, uh, their Halloween bash or something. And they just said, yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys want to watch WWF because they're champions Mankind. And is that the... And that kind of that backfired because that was, like, when Mick Foley won the belt, that was, like, one of their hugest, biggest draws. Did yeah, much better they- than and they were then, talking. They were talking mad shit. They were like, "I don't know if you want the face of your company to be mankind when you could have someone like I forget who the WCW World Champion was at the time. Oh, it's probably Goldberg or some fucker like that. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think it was Goldberg because he was still having his feud with Raven, Hogan, Nash, Sting. You know, I bet it was NWO. Yeah, I bet it was them. But they ruined the pay-per-view by flat out saying, oh, you don't want to watch them. They're champions mankind. And what kind of role model is that? I'm like, you stuck-up assholes. Stuck oh, yeah, up role models. Assholes. Role models, yeah, where Hulk Hogan fucking takes up, like, what, two hours of the screen time? Oh, and let's not forget, uh, who, who was it? Who gave this, um, who was it? Oh, yeah, Arn Anderson. He comes out, and he has to announce not kayfabe, that he has to retire from wrestling forever. And he gives this really emotional speech. So what does WCW do the next the next night? They mock it. They have Hogan and Na- they have Nash and, and some of the NWO mock it. Yeah. Because oh, that's classy, right? You know, you know what's really classy is how desperate they got for ratings at one point where uh, their ho- back in the way back in the day, their Halloween event, I forget what they used to call it. Halloween Havoc. I swear to God, I, I know where you're going with this. It's it's Warrior versus Hogan, right? It's not Warrior versus Hogan. It's how Halloween Havoc they tried to trump it up as their version of WrestleMania, because WrestleMania was always the huge draw for uh, WWF. It's like we got WrestleMania. WrestleMania is where everything changes, and it was true, right? Like WrestleMania was seriously good during the Attitude Era because you had uh, th- that was the first time 
Uh, yeah, because that's, that's their biggest pay-per-view. That's like where everything happens. That's where they get the biggest stars, everything, and that's, all that that's, stuff. That's where all the good drama comes to a head and like really pays off, especially when Stone Cold won the belt from Shawn Michaels, thanks to uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah. That was an awesome pay-per-view. I love that pay-per-view so much. But, you know, it's really like the trump card for WWF. That is their big draw. And then... Around the time WCW started losing ratings, they started spouting, oh, Halloween Havoc's our version of WrestleMania, and it's twice as good, and it really wasn't. Yeah, any pay-per-view that had that horrible Hogan versus Warrior match, which, by the way, you can watch uh, for free on YouTube. I don't know if it's still up there, but I watched that on YouTube, and they were like, what, two wrestling moves done in that entire fucking match? Not to mention my my favorite part of the entire match was the botched ending. Where Hogan was supposed to to take the lighter, and he was supposed to spray something on Warrior's face, but the lighter backfired and ended up burning him in the process. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 they're like, well, Hogan was trying something, and and you could laugh at the commentary because they were trying so hard to to to, to uh, cover it up. To, yeah, yeah, cover it up. And and what did they do? They had fucking Bischoff and the rest of the NWO come in and incapacitate the ref and had. Hogan's cousin turning heel, joining the NWO. Like, the biggest botched ending ever, and it was just fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about something earlier than this, right? We got sidetracked. Oh, well, th- thank you so much for, t- for changing the subject, because I don't want to talk about ponies. I really don't. <laughs> well, you brought it up. You said you had a point to make, and by the way, I found the cover for your podcast. There you go. This is what you should use. <laughs> Meme.com. <laughs> mad deviation user is mad. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, thank you. Thank you for whoever screen capped that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because it's just so stupid. It's like people like complaining over just something so stupid and and worthless like my little pony my little fucking pony it's like did people complain when Luke Skywalker finally became a Jedi Knight at the end of Return of the Jedi no but they did complain about the prequels yeah but that's a different story that's still the same fucking thing it's just you talk about you know one pony becoming an alicorn what about uh fucking Jar Jar Binks getting kicked out of his Gungan society because he was clumsy. <laughs> Racism. You talk about you talk about causing a fucking uproar. Talk about the prequels where Jar Jar Binks fucking was part of that first movie and just made everyone hate Lucas after that. Or 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 even selling out to Disney that caused a separate ship storm. Ship storm. Ship storm. Ship storm. The lame Falcon Falcon and the Imperial. Ship crashing into each other. <laughs> ship storm. Um, no, I mean, like, come on, like any it's, video it's, game movie ever. Re- oh, so Wreck It Ralph is bad. That's not a video game. That is a animated movie about a video game. <laughs> I'm talking about like Max Payne, uh, Doom. I like Super Mario Brothers actually. Oh, fuck off. I like Super Mario Bros. Yeah, no, fuck that movie. That movie was garbage. <clears throat> it's like, Mario Brothers, but they're not really brothers. They're father and son. No, they're brothers. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're brothers. They said they were brothers. Oh, brothers, yeah. Whatever. The Goombas were weird. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Fuck that. Any Resident Evil movie... Well, fuck me, Jovovich, and fuck Paul W.S. Anderson. Those movies are awful. Yeah. The only good thing about them is the actor who plays Wesker, because he actually gets the character, and he's supposed to be a giant ham, and that's what he gave with his performance in the fourth one. He was the only good thing about that fucking movie. So, as far as, like, hearing an uproar over this shit, I understand. It's, It's fucking pointless as all hell, but... I've heard far worse. Far, far worse. Oh, you want to bring up shitty uproars? How about the Mass Effect 3 ending? <laughs> Christ! 
You mean the Deus Ex Machina inning? <laughs> you know, people complain about Mass Effect 3's ending. Be happy you even got a third game. Mm. Be happy that you even got a third game. Unlike, I, I don't know, The Darkness 2, where that ended on a fucking cliffhanger, and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, thanks, thanks, 2K, for getting my hopes up with this good game and getting me invested in the story and me giving a shit about Jackie and his and his uh, girlfriend and then you ending it on a cliffhanger like that. Thanks so much, thanks. <clears throat> yep, pointless drama. Yeah, it's just so fucking stupid. It's like, who cares if she's a princess or Alicorn or whatever? Like, who cares? The show is shit to begin with. It's My Little Pony, for God's sake. I mean, what? I mean, good writing... Please. Well, to be fair, you do hate everything. No, I don't. You even hate me. I don't even know how we stand with each other. <laughs> no, I don't. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I hate... I, I, it's not so much like... The show's not good. I mean, the show's pretty shit. And... The fan... The, the fandom's oh, like... Dula, you never had a childhood. <laughs> but the show's worse. The show's fucking worse. Hey, I had a childhood. I... It... it I grew up watching fucking Batman, Beast Wars, and to a lesser extent, Captain Planet, but still. <laughs> Seen the Don Cheadle parodies? Yes. <laughs> uh, watched that Son- Sonic cartoons. Like, all all these shows were really great. They were well-written because guess what? They don't talk down to their audience. They weren't about cutesy little ponies in their stupid fucking pony bullshit world and and if anything like who cares it's just ponies it's fucking ponies it's like my little ponies ruined forever oh who gives a fuck it was ruined i heard that a lot of the time about animated when it came out this is like this is the downfall of the fucking transformers brand look at the angles this is entirely impossible and the show was good i like the show a lot of people like the show yeah it didn't last but it was a good show I didn't. I didn't. I thought the first se- first season was pretty okay. Second season was garbage. Third one was good. I guess I don't know. I just could never get used to Optimus Prime being Megatron. Be- being uh, being fucking Rodimus. No, Rodimus like, was in the show. Yeah, I know, but it's just weird. It's just weird. It's like, why is Optimus the young guy, and why is Ultra Magnus the the prime character? It just makes no sense. Well, it's a fucking different take, is all. I mean, it's like fucking, they're doing an origin story of Optimus Prime as a young guy. That's cool. I mean, what about, like, Casino Royale, James Bond? That movie literally started him off as a brand new double O. And it's just like, this is his first assignment as a double O agent. And it's like, this is really cool. It's the same thing. You know, they just got to start it from the beginning sometimes. Batman Begins did it. It was all good. I didn't see any problem the way Transformers animated doing it. But it just wasn't, like, very good. I hated the Dinobots. I thought they were fucking useless. Black Arachnia was a wasted character. <clears throat> Starscream... The, the, okay, the banter between Starscream and Megatron was really well done. But Megatron, like, he didn't really do much. He just spent the... Most of the first season is a head, and, and the second season hiding, so... <laughs> yeah, it was a giant head. Yay, and the stupid fucking villains. Human villains, because Lord Which knows... had a pony in them. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's right, I remember now. Professor Princess, or whatever the fuck. That was hilarious. Especially like, Rekgar. I loved Rekgar. Well, Rekgar was... <laughs> Oh, Redgar, you mean walking pile of references for, to the 80s cartoon in place of humor? No, I mean the actual funny character voiced by Weird Al Yankovic, who did Dare to be Stupid, which was fo- uh, featured in the Transformers animated movie soundtrack, which Redgar danced to on the planet of junk with the other Autobots. Yes, but it's just, Madden, it's not a fucking joke. That's Autobots. not a fucking that's not a fucking joke. That's reference. That's references. References. They're not jokes. They're references. But it's weird fucking Al Yankovic. The dude is hilarious. Okay, I love Weird Al as much as, much as the next guy, but still. Do you? On. Do you? Dude, I have fucking straight out of... What was that album's name called? I got Running With Scissors. What? Trump that? Yeah. Dude, White and Nerdy was like my most played song on my iPod at, back in 2006, so shut up. 
I know, I'm not sure if you kids know what an iPod is, but... What yeah. Generation 1 iPod is. <laughs> they know what an iPod is. It's that magic piece of glass that grants them any piece of media they want. That was like my most played song, White and Nerdy, and I used to watch fucking that Weird Al stuff all the time on YouTube. So, don't tell me <laughs> I don't know my Weird Al. <laughs> but, like, so that's my problem. Like, my problem with anime was, like, it had so much references in, in place of jokes. Like, stop referencing shit. I mean, m- most people who aren't familiar with Transformers won't get that. I Tell think an actual Well, I joke. think that's the problem, though. It's just, if, you, if you're going to be a show that wants to make references, do that. And it did do that. And it wasn't trying to make references in lieu of jokes. It wasn't trying to be funny all the time. It was just doing some stuff to be throwbacks. Like, hey, if you caught that one scene where it was Metroplex as a building, that's cool. You'll get that. Hey, that was Grandis. You know who Grandis is? That's awesome. That's from a separate continuity. It's stuff like that. It's not all meant to be funny. It's meant to be an homage sometimes. Yeah, but I hate the wink-wink-nod-nod syndrome. It's stupid. They did that in the prequels, and it sucked then. Okay, so your problem is nostalgia. Yes. (laughs) Fucking... You hate nostalgia. You, you're no, one of these I guys that likes to look forward. I, this is why I love Prime. It actually moves forward with the storyline. It actually took a character like Arcee, who was just there to be a girl, and actually made her a character I give a shit about. Actually gave her development. A great backstory that wasn't in any previous incarnation. You know, moving forward. That was great. I, I love RC. She's a great, very well-developed character. Megatron is my favorite Megatron in any incarnation because he's such a crazy asshole in this. Fuck, the ending to Season 2 is one of the best endings to any Transformers cartoon in a while because, spoiler alert, the, the Decepticons win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just... I love moving forward. I mean, there's not... There's not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with nostalgia here and there, but if that's all your show has got, then I'm sorry. It's not, it's not it's all not... the show had, though. And I, ah, fuck, now we're getting stuck on animated. But the show had <laughs> development. We're talking about Prime going from, you know, the rookie who owned his own garbage ship to the guy who became the, the number one nemesis for Megatron, you know, building up to that battle. And it had it had the references, but the references I think were necessary because you're talking about the start of a new universe. So it's like, what do we have already established from previous shows that we can show we're connected? So it was more. I don't think it was so much more. This is like, oh, we're drowning in nostalgia because that's all we know how to do. No, it's like this is the universe you're familiar with. It's the beginning of a new start. So here's what's in place already. Hey, guess what? Maybe this battle already happened because we referenced this character. Uh, we show clips from the old G1 series in the very beginning pilot. Maybe that's because G1 actually happened before this. So maybe this is actually a new Optimus Prime separate from the old Optimus Prime. Uh, we're sitting in, in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan, isn't that where they had robots in disguise take place? Yeah. So it's all these things. It's like, okay, I get that. And if you don't get it and it just goes over your head, that's fine. They had a lot of subtle nods. And then nostalgia worked out great because it helped build the universe more and helped it feel bigger than what it actually was. But still, like they had like a lot of wasted opportunities. They really did. Name one. Black Arachnia. She was so much in that show. She helped create Waspinator. <laughs> For one episode. <laughs> yeah, but at least he was in it, and at least we got a toy of it. <laughs> <laughs> that that all you got? She could have been a really tragic character. They gave her a really decent backstory. Could have been really well done if they had just just written her better. But nope, she was barely in it. And she was in like twelve episodes, dude. And she and for being someone who wasn't even a main protagonist, that's pretty damn good. <sighs> what do you mean twelve episodes? She was in it a lot. She was when Prime wasn't you know fighting Megatron. There was this Black Arachne story arc. She turned out to be Optimus. It went, friend. yeah, it, you know, it went nowhere. It, it, like it had a good, she had a good backstory, but it went nowhere. It's like, oh, I want to get rid of my form, and then in season three, she out of nowhere, want to get rid of her form. She did. She didn't want to get rid of her form. She had to adapt to survive. 
she got, uh, what was it, like cyber spiders or something like that. They were attacking her on Cybertron, and she no, had this like, ability I'm, I'm to copy about, like, I, abilities, like Mega yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know, but, but like, when she mutated into Black, Black Arachne, she was like, I want to get rid of this form, it was all your fault, blah, blah, blah. And then in Season 3, out of nowhere, it's like, well, fuck that shit, I want to make all Transformers into mutants, because... <laughs> God, shitty writing. Shitty writing. Okay, so so by your definition, anyone who has like a different changing character is automatically a fucking dumb character. No, like give us a reason why she would want to change perspective. Well, she did. When? She did. She explained it when she made Waspinator. When? When did she change perspective? Okay, you're talking about someone who's just like, you know what, I've had time to adapt to my new form, and I like it. I may not have wanted to be a spider at first, but now I'm okay with it. And guess what? I'm learning it has more value than my old robot form. So what am I going to do? I'm going to experiment on other robots to see if I can evolve myself further. But still, it makes no fucking sense. It's just stupid. It's just fucking stupid. Oh, my God. You're hating on someone who decided to take their character in a different direction. <laughs> God damn! Just just fuck fuck this show. This show's garbage. Are we talking about My Little Pony or Transformers Animated? Both. I, I guess I don't know. I, <laughs> oh, I'm ending this. I'm ending this podcast before I'm, I get angry. You're already God there. God damn it, Xavier! See what you made me do. Called you out it. on your bullshit. That's what I did. Fuck you. And you. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, but... Well, that was actually a heated discussion there. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll just... We just... Need a I'm cigarette? Just gonna... I need a cigarette. <laughs> just turn into Fox News there for a second. <laughs> Smoke. Anyway, I guess, seeing as I forgot what I was originally talking about, we should just end this. Um, I've been Abdullah, and he's been Xavier, and this was Hello Governor, the podcast. Or Got anything to say? Uh, uh, Abdullah hates nostalgia. What was that? You, you, were, you were cutting off. Say that again. Uh, you hate nostalgia, so no one listen to him. <laughs> Fuck nostalgia. Anyway, bye. Okay.